Production. Recorded live. Well, good evening, everyone. I'm seeing that there's really no one on the call tonight. I have no idea why. I, I might have maybe given some mis- misinformation as to time or whenever. Um, I did mention we were going to be going a couple more weeks uh, this week and next. But uh, I'm here, so I'm going to do my teaching, and hopefully somebody will get the benefit out of it by actually dialing in and listening to the recording. So anyway, this week I uh, wanted to talk about it's the law of the inner circle. A person's potential is determined by those closest to them. Now, this could be in your work situation. It can be your family. Basically, the people that you associate with, uh, good or bad, uh, have a big influence on whether you're going to be a successful leader or not a successful leader. I know in business, as we're building networking businesses, we try to surround ourselves and recruit people that are go-getters, so to speak, and have a positive attitude and uh, will bring the group up. Uh, including yourself and others in your business, uh, especially now where we communicate so much on Facebook and other social media. Uh, We all have different pages that we use, private pages as well as um, public pages, so that you want to be getting feedback and inspiration from, from all types of people. And basically the question being are the people you hang around with bringing out the best in you. Uh, Whenever we see any type of a a gifted leader, it's always tempting to believe that, wow, they're talented, so that's what made them successful. Uh, To think that is kind of silly because nobody does anything great alone. Leaders do not succeed alone. And again, uh, leaders' potential is determined by those closest to them. And what makes the difference is their inner circle and who they hang around with. Uh, A lot of times you'll notice uh, great athletes. You know, you'll find that the reason they became great athletes was, yes, they have talent and some natural abilities, but that talent would have never been cultivated, so to speak, if they hadn't been surrounded all their lives with great coaches and a supportive family and people that really were around them that encouraged them to do their best. Um, One of the things the book talks about, one of the people the book talks about is Lance Armstrong. If uh, most of you remember, he rode in the Tour de France cycling competition many times, and the first several times he did it, he wasn't that successful with it, and over the years, he won year after year after year, but it was only after he surrounded himself with a strong racing team, uh, people that got his nutrition right, uh, because you need to obviously expend a lot of energy and calories when you're doing that type of bike riding you're talking basically over a couple of thousand miles. Uh, people that helped him train personally, and he became a world-class athlete. Yeah, he had talent, but it wasn't until he surrounded himself with the right people that that talent came to fruition. Uh, There's no substitute 
for great performance when you're a leader. And without a good team around you, oftentimes you don't get the opportunity to show what you can really do. Uh, your potential as a leader is really determined by those closest to you. And that's why it's wise to, and I can give a personal example, my leadership, um, which I've always worked on, but has grown in leaps and bounds in the last year, year and a half since I've actually gotten onto this Maxwell team, because I have all kinds of mentors now that I work with, that if I have a question or if I have a situation coming up where I need some expert guidance, I have people I can go to that, um, you know, can help me out. And, you know, as a result, I am now also working with and training other people uh, in different organizations, in whether it's one-on-one coaching or, or whether it happens to be organizational coaching or even teaching like I'm doing on these calls. Um, so, you know, I'm glad to share what I'm learning and hopefully it makes a difference uh, in your leadership abilities as you're building this business and uh, trying to grow yourself, not only as a leader yourself, but also growing the people around you as leaders. Because when you're able to multiply what you do and build other leaders, it makes such a big difference in your organization. Uh, and here's why you need a team. Nobody does everything well. You know, we all have different gifts and different talents. And, you know, there's a great quote by Mother Teresa saying, you can do what I cannot do, I can do what you cannot do, and together we can do great things. Um, even in this book, The 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership, there's some laws that I've looked at and I know I do quite well, and there's others that I know that I'm adequate at, but not at a level where I need to be. So by surrounding myself with people who are better in those areas and working as a team with them, uh, it brings out the best in me, and I can do more as a team having a good inner circle than I could ever possibly do um, by myself. And you'll find that as you're working, surrounding yourself with the right people uh, can either really help you or really mess you up. So you really want to look for people that have the same vision that you have and the same values that you have at the, at the core. And again, then everybody's not going to have the same talents per se, but if you all share the same values and same vision for what you want to get accomplished, you'll move forward. You'll keep moving forward uh, in influencing each other to move forward. Remember, we've talked about this in the past, leadership, uh, what Maxwell talks about, leadership is influence, nothing more, nothing less, and everything you do to be successful rises and falls on that leadership. So think about who the people in your life are right now. Who's in your inner circle? Who should be in your inner circle? In uh, your inner circle, to start off with, think about is, is really the people that you get to spend the most time with, whether it's, you know, at work, 
uh, with the boss, with your coworkers, with uh, your family members. Uh, we all have family members that we're close to because they lift us up, and we all have probably family members that we love them because they're family, but we choose to maybe not spend quite as much time with them because they always seem like a downer whenever we're around them. And as someone who's trying to be an uplifting person and to be in that up mood all the time or as often as you can be, uh, again, you love them, but you try to avoid spending a lot of time with them because you'll find that, um, you know, they do a lot to bring you down. Are you living up to your potential? I don't know that any of us are. Because if you measure what we are by what we could be, and I know for myself, I'm very uh, spiritual, as is my wife. And when I stop and think about who created me and why, that's a high level uh, to live up to. That's a high expectation. And thank God he's got a lot of patience for me. But for me to really live up to my potential is something that I have to strive to do every day. And I'm finding that the better people, the better the people are that I surround myself with, the better off that I am. And conversely, hopefully they find that I'm adding value to them as well. And you'll find as you go along that if in your inner circle you're not adding value to the people in your inner circle and vice versa, you're probably going to end up getting a different inner circle at some point. It's always changing and evolving as you grow and as they grow. Um, sometimes you're at a level in life where uh, you're at a certain level and the people around you are at a certain level, and sometimes you'll grow and they're not necessarily growing along with you. And you're going to find that, um, you know, that all of a sudden you, you don't really connect anymore because you've grown and they haven't, or vice versa. Maybe they've grown and you have and they choose to not be uh, connected with you. I know a lot of times in situations when I talk to people or coach people that, you know, have a divorce situation or whatever they're doing in life or the reason why they're separated, more often than not, I'll hear, I grew and they didn't grow and now we have nothing in common. So you want to have people around you that are continually growing. Um, and you want to have influence over them, but also for your organization to grow, uh, the people that you're surrounding yourself with, do they have high influence over others? That's the key. Do they bring a complimentary gift to you to the table? And that's complimentary, not complimentary. They're not giving you a compliment, but what they have is gifts that complement yours, i.e. they're different gifts than yours, but you're all working on the same page as we, as we discussed earlier. And, you know, a lot of times people have gifts that I don't have or I have gifts that they don't have, but working together we're able to help each other and lift each other up. Um, do they add value to you and to your organization? 
And do they have a positive impact, uh, not only with you, but also with other members in your inner circle? Uh, You're going to want to deal with people that are competent, that have good character. That's a key. You know, when I think of character, I think of integrity. And also chemistry. You know, look at a lot of uh, sports teams. You know, I keep bringing up sports teams. I watch a lot of sporting events, and I think a lot of times watching sports is a good uh, analogy kind of for life because a lot of times you'll find teams that win championships aren't necessarily the teams that have the most talent, but that they're teams that complement each other's talents and they have great chemistry. You know, I can think of um, the Red Sox back in 2013. They by far didn't have the best talent in the league, but especially when the Boston Marathon bombings happened, it kind of galvanized the city, galvanized the team, and now they had a, a, a cause that they wanted to work together as best they could uh, to win a championship to kind of, you know, bring some joy to the people who had undergone such a a tragic event in their city. And if you have inner circle members who are not improving uh, in helping your team grow, uh, you're going to work with everyone to some degree, but you want to work with the people that are really working and really that who get it. I guess that's the best way to do, to put it. You're going to want to work with people that get it and get what you're trying to do. Um, You know, we naturally tend to surround ourselves with either people we like or people that we feel comfortable with. And a lot of times we don't necessarily think about those people as to are they going to be the most effective uh, in, in and around your organization a lot of times it's good to be with people who are that have all those qualities we talked about, but who might make you feel uncomfortable, that make you stretch and grow a little bit. And, um, you know, that's going to help you as well. So you must be intentional, so to speak, in building those relationships and really giving thought uh, to what everyone brings to the table. And those people are going to help you reach your potential as a leader, and you want to be in a situation where you're leading them, adding value to them, and being able to help those people reach their potential as well. There's a synergy to it. But if you're surrounding your pe- yourself with people who don't add anything to you and your organization, how can you possibly turn around and have anything really to give back. Um, so some of the things you want to look at, uh, as we talked about earlier, you know, one of the keys to successful leadership is surrounding yourself, not only being influential with them, but, you know, who do they influence? What types of people do they influence? Are they influencing and bringing people into your midst that also add value to the team. Uh, 
Do they add value to you? Do they add value to the organization? Uh, you know, they must be people that, um, you know, people can either add or subtract from your leadership. You want people that not only add, but also multiply. Because if you surround yourself with good leaders, they're going to surround themselves with good leaders and so forth. And your efforts multiply now. So you only want to find, you know, we all deal with it. There's people in our lives that lift us up and there's people who lean on us and bring us down. Look for the ones that lift you up. And those are the people you want surrounding you in your inner circle. If you have people that have a negative effect on you, they're going to hinder your ability to lead well. And that can hurt not only that relationship, but also everybody in your organization. You know, that old saying about it's only at the top, so don't be lonely. Make sure you're bringing good people up with you so you can all work well together as a team. Um, team, chemist, team chemistry means so much. And if your inner circle is going to work together and function well as a team, then you really need to take into account how they interact with each other, whether you're, especially in our type of business, if you have a group of people that you sponsor personally on a local basis, you're going to probably have meetings locally, and it's good to have a number of people that mesh well and, um, you know, like each other and connect well with each other and add value to each other. You know, there's really three kinds of people in an organization when it comes to leadership. You know, the first ones are those who get it almost immediately and they're off and running. Nice to have those in your organization. Sometimes you have people that are skeptical and you're not sure what to do. But with a little bit of coaching and prompting, you know, they can be in that first group. And then another third of the people that you start out with are negative. And sometimes I hate to be, you know, crass about it, but sometimes you wish they would just go away. You know, a lot of times you spend a lot of your time with those people trying to turn them around and trying to convince them to get moving. And if you do too much of that, it's just going to drag you down. And it just really saps the energy out of you. Um, I know. I've done it. And um, you got to work with the people that really want to run now. Not that you abandon everybody totally that aren't really working and really aren't don't get it at that point. You know, you stay in touch and, um, you know, you kind of work with them. But you spend maybe 10% of your time with those people and you want to spend maybe 20, 30% of that middle group. But the other 60, 70% of your time, you want to be really running with the people that really want to run. And not only will that help them, but that will give you energy too because when you see things moving in a positive direction, it just gives you the energy to keep moving on. You know, once you've reached your capacity in, in terms of time and energy, the only way you can increase your impact is 
that the people that you're leading are also working and also they're adding value to the people they're working with, and that's going to multiply your efforts. Otherwise, let's face it, there's not enough hours in a day. A lot of us, uh, you know, have jobs, have other things to do, have family responsibilities, take the kids to softball, take the kids to soccer, whatever, and so, and work, and taking care of the house, and everything else you need to accomplish in a day, if on top of all that, you're trying to get people to move, that's exhausting. You're just going to run out of energy, and at some point, you're just going to bag it and say, you know what, it's really not worth the effort. Uh, And that's why it's so important to make sure that you're sticking with the people that are really ready to run. There's a great quote in here by Leah Iacocca, and it says that success comes not from what you know, but from who you know and how you present yourself to each of those people. There's a lot of truth to the fact that if you want to increase your capacity and maximize your potential as a leader, your first step is always obviously to become the best leader you can but then the next step is to surround yourself with the best leaders you can find. Never forget that a leader's potential is determined by those closest to him. And again, that's the law of the inner circle. It's the only way that you can reach your highest potential possible. You know, surround yourself with the best people you can find. Develop them as much as you can. And that's what you really need to go with. And once you do that, you're going to find that your business is going to grow exponentially and things are really going to take off. And I'll add, one of the big things I know that really helps, especially if you're in a situation where something's not really going well, uh, that you have people around you that lift you up and they're there to pick you up and help you keep going and you're doing the same for them as well. And don't be afraid of that. And don't be afraid to fail. Uh, In John Maxwell's book, Failing Forward, which is another awesome book, I highly recommend it, he talks about forward, F-O-R-W-A-R-D. And what he says is, you know, there's a great task that lies ahead of you something that you dearly want to accomplish and it's the key to your purpose, the reason why you get up in the morning. I'm kind of paraphrasing now. Uh, Follow through and your inner circle will help you do that. Finalize your goals. That's the F. The O is order your plans. Get things together. Get things in an orderly fashion. R is risk failing by taking action. It's only when we take action that we know if things work or don't work. You know, I've I've been around some people who do stand-up comedy, and they risk all the time. Oftentimes, you know, they say, Mark, the only way I know a joke's going to work or bomb is by actually performing it live. And... Um, if it goes well and people laugh, I keep it in the act. And if it doesn't go well, 
and I get a lot of hissing, then I know it's not going to work. But it's a risk. You have to do that. The W in forward stands for welcome mistakes. The A is advanced based on your character. Having good character will keep you going even when the feeling, you know, we all get excited and we go to rallies and we go to presentations or even calls and we get all juiced up and jazzed up and, yeah, we want to attack the world, but that feeling doesn't last forever. It's your character that's going to help you to stay the course. You know, continually reevaluate your progress. That's the R. And if you need to, the D is develop new strategies to succeed. And if you're willing to stay determined and work according to your plan and keep, you know, getting up when you get knocked down, you'll be able to achieve your goals and your dreams. And that ties in so well to this because you're doing that in if you're doing that all on your own, get knocked down, trying to get back up, in trying to fail forward, as the book talks about, the only way you're really going to be able to do that, again, is by surrounding yourself with the right people and going ahead and helping them to be, you know, having them be the encouragers in your life. And conversely, you're going to have the people around you that go through the exact same things and you want to be the encourager for them. And when you do that and you pick each other up, uh, you'll be amazed at the progress you'll make in your business. So with that, that wraps up the lesson, but I also wanted to remind everybody that I've actually put a date together now, July 13th, I'll be starting this. Uh, I put out a killer offer a couple of weeks ago. I'm going to be doing a a mastermind series uh, where you guys actually get in and put in some input uh, on the Everyone Communicates and Few Connect book. And in our industry, communication is so vital and such a key. Uh, and again, the killer offer was basically this. I generally, for an eight-week course like that, charge about $249 for the course, and people usually have to buy their own book. For you guys, because I've really enjoyed uh, working with you, I know probably a lot of you have invested money into getting your businesses started. Um, I'm making a one-time offer, $99 for the eight weeks, and send me your address, and I will also include the book along with that price. Uh, so, again, take advantage of it. Uh, the more people we can get involved, the better of the series it's going to be. Uh, I've also I already had had people sign up, and but the more the merrier, and uh, would love to continue working on. We got one more week to go in this series, which will be next week, Wednesday, June twenty second, and then we'll be taking a couple of weeks off. Uh, get some my calendar's literally full between the twenty third, basically right up through July ninth. I'm pretty much tied up just about every night, so um, which is a good thing to have. So I will uh, talk to you again next week. I'll be posting that offer once again in the group along with the link where people can sign up, and uh, hopefully more people will get involved and we'll have a great time uh, 
unpacking all the information in that book. It's a great book. I've read it like three times and uh, keep referring back to it. So if you really want to make a difference in your business and get to the point of being really good at communicating with those you share with, uh, that's, a, that's going to be an awesome series, and I hope uh, you'll be able to join us. Anyway, have a great night. Uh, this will be posted probably in about a half an hour. And um, hopefully we'll have a bunch of people get on and be able to listen to the call. Again, I enjoy sharing with all of you. And if you have any other questions, uh, as we didn't have anybody live to ask questions, feel free to message me on Facebook or email me at mark.major at comcast.net. Have a great night, everybody. We'll talk to you soon.